All right, folks, what is up? What is going on? Welcome into another episode of America's Hometown Hearth. Thanks for checking back in with us. My name is Mike. I am your host. But as always, I'm not doing this alone, and I'm joined by my usual co-host, Andrew. What's up, pal? Not much, buddy. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Excited for this one tonight. Uh, we are catless again. Uh, she decided to sit this one out. She'll be back next week. I know I said that last week, but she really will be back next week, I can promise. So if you are... Uh, a listener that is feeling deprived of Cat's musings, you will be uh, you'll be back next week. You'll be back in a, in a good space. But I am very excited uh, to have to my right here our good buddy Matt Audette, who is uh, who's been a frequent guest on our show. What's going on, buddy? Howdy, 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 howdy. Good to have you back, man. It's been a little while. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. Up, what, what was the last episode we had you on for? Was it? What did we have you on for most most recently? I'm trying to think. I, I was like thinking about that earlier because we did the Halloween review. Yep. We did the Exorcist review. Yep. We did the Misery review. Might have been Misery actually. Now that you mentioned. But it. we also did that like South Park episode. That's right. Yep. But I That's think right. the Misery one was after that. Yeah. I want to say there was one other one, but I don't remember. Yeah, probably. I'll have to go back and take a look. But uh, yeah, so like I said, Matt's been a frequent guest on the show. Always excited to have him back. Not too many people that I know that are more knowledgeable about horror than Matt. And this is going to be a great episode to have him on tonight. Obviously, Thanks, if man. you... Uh, oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And thank you for coming on. But if you're a uh, if you're a frequenter of the Plymouth downtown bar scene, you've probably seen Matt strumming his guitar and singing from time to time. So uh, say hi to Matt if you see him out again. And I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode about us talking about some uh, different horror movies. And I uh, hope you also enjoyed our episode on the Batman last week. Looks like the down the numbers have actually been pretty good, so people did enjoy it. We were a little worried that I mean, people might want might not want to listen to it because it wasn't strictly horror. But you said you didn't see that one yet. No, yeah, I haven't listened to the episode yet because I haven't seen it. Yeah, yet. yeah. I was like, my every, I feel like every day people are like, did you go see it? Because there's so many people that like have seen it, and I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to go see it this day. And then I'm like, uh, it's like a three and a half hour movie. Yeah, you gotta like, <laughs> you gotta go like a matinee with that movie. That's the plan. Me and my old roommate uh, Mike, we're gonna go see it. I think hopefully next week. Yeah, that's so. Me and Andrew and Craig went at 11 a.m. last Sunday. Yeah, I think that's like our best yeah. bet. Yeah, yeah. pack like theater. Yeah, it was it was slammed, but it was it was awesome. It was really good, so and good. I hope you. Yeah, I'm sure you'll like it, mm-hmm. uh, given. What I know about the type of movies that you like, you will yeah. like this movie. I I, I think so. Without it's nice to be back in a movie theater. I know. I I've know. seen like two a full movies movie theater too. this like, year, wow. and I hadn't seen anything since 2019. Yeah. So I was pumped. So I know you probably saw Scream, right? Three see, movies. Yeah. Three. So I saw Scream too. Yeah. And I know. So you saw Cursed, right? The Cursed. Yeah. It was uh, actually really fucking good. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't get a chance to see it in theaters. I don't know if it's still yeah, in there, but I know. We did see a preview for that before Scream. It was yeah. that like werewolf type movie. It has oh. Boyd Holbrook in it and a bunch of other like random people. Yeah, so but I know yeah, you said it was good, right? I thought it was uh, way better than I anticipated it being. Okay. Um, Story wise, and there's also some incredibly well done set pieces. Okay. Uh, like like these like wide angle shots that they did were just like really really impressive and like breathtaking, horrible carnage scenes that were going on but the way that they were shot was cool you just don't see that uh, like this almost a bird's eye view yep but it just like it was it was tight so i when you watch it you're gonna know exactly what i'm talking about yeah and it's like you you're waiting for it to kind of dip down into the action and it just doesn't and it's almost better because you're like wow that was fucking tight so it was like very very almost like quentin tarantino-y Huh. So I thought that that was cool. Interesting. Yeah. And I love werewolf stuff. And I, 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 I have seen 
that it's kind of a, a different take on werewolf lore. And who yeah. knows, maybe we'll talk about some werewolf stuff later on tonight mm. from some of our lists. I think so. I think so. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we were talking, and Matt, I have to give you full credit for coming up with this idea. We haven't really done a draft in a while. We've done some, uh, you know, if you're, if you're a... Uh, a fantasy baseball, fantasy football player, you're familiar with, uh, you know, drafting players, and we've done it a few times where we're drafting different things from horror movies and kind of found it to be a fun, interesting exercise. I know we've done uh, Simpsons Treehouse of Horror draft, a Final Girls draft, Movie Monsters, uh, Slasher Killers. I'm trying to think of, we might have done a couple other ones, but those are the ones that I remember off the top of my head. And uh, Matt came up with the idea to kind of do a decade-by-decade draft, right? I mean, i got to give you all the credit here. Pretty great idea. Yeah, good idea. Honestly, like, I've heard a few other horror podcasts that do this type of thing. Not Mm -hmm. exactly the way that this is, Mm -hmm. but they kind of go through their, like, top ten. And they had some, like, really... These are, like, Fangoria writers. So theirs was, like, super, super... Oh, you're talking about... uh, Colors of the Dark. Yeah, Elric and Rebecca. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Their podcast is awesome. Like it say, is, say dude. I wish it was every like week. I know them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sorry. I know exactly. Well, it's like you know them. Yeah. So every other Friday, it's like the best. So yeah. I, I, I love when they do their countdowns. And yeah. you just, I hear all these crazy movies that I've never even heard of. Yeah. So it got yeah. me into a handful of some stuff I'm going to talk about tonight. A lot of Italian stuff. So now that you mention it, I did listen to their episode where they did their top movies from the 90s, mm-hmm. around when the Scream sequel came out. Yeah. And I... I Rebecca's list was really, really good. I liked most of the movies. That She's were very, hers. very, very smart. Yeah, and she she, she loves uh, horror. Yeah, I would say she teaches That's it so like dope, it's USC, right? She teaches yeah. like horror filmmaking. What yeah, a like fucking all these world. film courses. Yeah. yeah, awesome. So I think Elric does. He's also a professor in uh, like film and stuff like that. But man. to have your doctorate in just like horror literature and film is like. I, I like well, how, where where did I go wrong? Yeah. Like where was the where were these alleyways yeah, when I was right? in school to like get right? these degrees? Because I would have fucking nailed it. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so I think what we're gonna do tonight, not I think what we're gonna do, what we're gonna do tonight is we're gonna talk exclusively about seventies and eighties horror, and we're gonna go around snake style. If you're again, if you're familiar with fantasy sports, you'll know what a snake style draft is. We're essentially just gonna pick our our we're gonna go in a row and pick movies. Some of our favorites from these two decades, and we're going to do a multiple part thing this month. We're going to do 70s and 80s this week. We're going to do 90s and 2000s next week, which Cat uh, is thrilled to be able to do that one. It, admittedly, she said tonight that she was like, I don't really know enough about 70s horror to be able to contribute to this, so I think I'm going to take this week off and come back in uh, full form next week. So that's why she's not here. But uh, I know the two of you are two of the biggest deep cut knowledge people that I know so I'm I'm uh, I'm intrigued to hear some of the movies that you guys pick mm-hmm. yeah so I think we should just fucking do this I don't have Dive any news right or in, anything maybe. we got some yeah, no, uh, I think we got a lot of movies to talk about here we're just gonna yeah. go we're gonna go rapid fire we're gonna talk about some of these movies give thoughts go around the horn and then just keep going so uh, I do have a thing here somewhere. If I can find my phone, we're gonna pick this draft order. Let's see what we got here. So uh, yeah. list randomizer <laughs> between the three here, of us, right? this could be a real oh, toss. I know, I know right? Big, I wonder who's gonna stuff. get it. If you, as long as you got one or three, you get two picks in a row, right? So let's right? see <laughs> what we got here. All right. So the order is Andrew. Number one overall, followed by Matt and then so me rounding out. having the first pick because I like I the have, middle. Because uh, I know I got yeah. deep cuts. I got so. two in a row. I got two in a row. So how do? So we want to do. You want to just do exclusively seventies first, and then uh, yeah. then move into the eighties. Yeah. All right. Why don't we do that? That's All right. What I was planning on. Doing. Perfect. So Sh- should we do the preamble with yeah, some of the I think um, so. automatic omits? 
Yeah, if you want to. I think it's only fair if you want to go and like we'll yeah. talk about those real quick. Yeah, I think that's I a mean, good way to do it because I don't because I mean then it's just like we're gonna be talking about movies that everybody knows. Yeah, for me yeah. it's really like three. It's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Exorcist, and Halloween. Those mm-hmm. are like the three big '70s movies that like I'm like. Yeah, we could easily all have those be our top three. And we have done episodes on all three of those movies already. Right. And then you also have Jaws. And, I mean, you could, uh, I, I was not I going of, to pick Jaws. I, yeah, I was going to say. Because we've done an episode on Jaws as well. Yeah, I feel um, like your list is just Jaws I, I, I would Alien argue. And Alien, yeah, like, <laughs> so, <laughs> Alien would be the one that I didn't made, want to take that, that That's okay. Uh, we haven't okay. we haven't done Alien yet on the show, so maybe I'll pick it. I, I, ha- I do have a list of other ones, so I'm going to try not to pick exclusively, like, from the top here. I'm going to try and diversify a little bit here. Yeah. Um, so, I guess I, I would just ask you guys, too. I, I know you feel very, very strongly about a lot of movies in the 70s, but, I mean, if you're a horror fan and a lot of the horror nerds that are out there would say that, I don't even think arguably, these are probably two of the strongest decades for horror movies, right? I would Definitely. Say the, at yeah. least the yeah. 80s, and yeah. I would I would put the 70s in there, too, yeah. right? Or, or, yeah, I mean, without counting, like, the crazy B-movie yeah. sci-fi blow-up that came yeah. with the 50s. But, yeah, right. yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we're gonna try and leave some of the uh, some of the really obvious ones off there because as chances are you've probably listened to a podcast that has talked about a lot of these movies in depth, and we're trying to do something a little bit uh, a little bit different here. So, all right, Andrew, you want to uh, you want to kick this bad boy off here? What's number one? What's, well, no, what's going be, number one overall? I'd Andrew? be remiss. I know it's if gonna I be. didn't pick. Oh, are we, are we doing five or are we doing three? Let's do five. let's do five. Okay, five. so, so we that that from, would like, be the bottom and working our way up. I think it's just whatever order you want to pick them in. Okay. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, go, and then oh, yeah, we'll it's just... Dr- it's like a draft. It's a draft, yeah. So so ideally, we'll we'll pick... The, it'll be a total of 30 movies we discuss i got to like write these right? down. Yeah, yeah. so Keep each... Keep yeah. what's being yeah. taken. Yep, so I'll cross some stuff off my list as well. So, Andrew, the floor is yours, and I already know what you're picking. <laughs> huh. Well, I said it. Phantasm, because I... How can I not pick Phantasm? Yes, I've of course. I've been talking about Phantasm for the past... I, I, I try to bring it into almost every episode on the podcast. Yeah, your obsession with Phantasm is well-documented on the show. It is. It's it's just such a weird, dreamlike movie with one of my favorite villains, the tall man. Like, yeah. he is awesome. I really and, like, like I just love how just bizarre it is. Like, <clears throat> when he gets his finger cut off and it's just, like, yellow, yellow blood goo. comes yeah. out of it. And then the fly <laughs> yeah. grows. It's just, like, bizarre shit. And when the, they have, like, the um, – I think it's interesting when they have, like, the, the prongs for, like, the uh, – to like um, out of the sphere for for it's to like it's almost like if you play guitar yeah it like it's for like the, like getting the pitch or whatever correct? oh yeah like or a tuner sh- yeah, yeah a tuner yeah, yeah, it's yeah. one of those and they have that yeah. and the guy's getting like pulled into the uh, like basically like parallel universe which is like hell mm. where all those weird minions are just like stealing souls and bringing them yeah and in general the movie makes almost zero sense but it's ah. so good there's I mean, so makes, many sequels there's, too there's, yeah, there I've was only like seen one, the first two. There was one that came out in like 2016. Yeah, I'm like, how many? And it are still there? has he, like original. Yeah, and it's still yeah. And yeah. The tall man just died recently. Angus Scrim. Yeah, yeah. Just making a ton of money off these. Yeah, movies. that's like, like That's got to be like, yeah. and then like, um, I can't remember the boy. The, the, the like the main character's name, but he's in like he's not even the main character. He's like uh, he's like the ice cream man. Yeah, basically he's in like every single. He's in all of one of them. I'm like. That's all he did. That's like that's probably all yeah. he's ever done. Yeah. Good for him. He's probably man. made Dude, plenty of money off. Just that. cashing in on Phantasm. I love Phantasm's music. Oh, the soundtrack music. is fucking sick. Yeah, and like I love the creepy cemetery. Mm-hmm. I love the foggy night. I love the old cars. Super seventies. Mm-hmm. Super fucking just has that nice creepy. Yeah. Walk through the neighborhood type 
like feeling and it it is very uh i didn't live in the 70s but it still is like nostalgic yeah it's like comforting to watch it's something about those movies that's very comforting and i don't know what it is yeah probably one of the all-time all-time jump scares too with that uh the dream sequence Mm -hmm. with the tall man standing over the kid at the end yeah awesome stuff oh with the dream yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. good stuff cool so phantasm going one overall should have known it for the 70s all right phantasm's off the board matt you have the second pick Okay, I'm going to go with Robin Hardy's 1973, The Wicker Man. Ah, I'm feeling somebody was going to pick this one. Um, I love this movie so much. Uh, I love the things that it's influenced. I know you guys fucking hate Midsummer, but I thought Midsummer was fantastic. But The Wicker Man, Midsummer doesn't exist without The Wicker Man existing. Nick Cage's movie with The Wicker Man is terrible. Don't yes, watch that. not. But good. if you've never seen not the original good. Wicker Man. It is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. And if you have no idea what it's about and you go into it blind, I promise you it's going to pay off so, so good. Yep. Because it's one of those things you kind of feel like you know what's going to happen. And then it like you get you get such a good payoff at the end and it's just so much more than you bargained for. But uh, basically, you know, uh, a British cop goes to this little aisle. I want to say it's off Scotland or mm. something like that, off England. I don't know. But uh, this pagan community, he's super Christian. So it's already rubbing him the wrong way. He's Very pious. A, yes. Yeah, he's looking yeah. for a missing girl, and uh, he's just—they're just fucking with him the whole time, and just—it's—it it turns into such a wonderfully chaotic and horrific final scene, and uh, it just—it makes me happy every time I watch it. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same oh time, God. I'm also like, oh my god, this is so fucking horrific. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so I, I definitely recommend The Wicker Man. That's going to be my first pick. Excellent, excellent yeah. choice. Uh, I will agree with you that the Nicolas Cage remake is terrible and that uh, one, of, one of the all-time little, like, crazy endings that uh, if you've never seen this movie, again, if you've never seen this or Midsommar, I feel like Midsommar or Midsummer, whatever you want to whatever, whatever, draws a lot from Wicker Man. Of course. Oh, yeah. It yes, definitely does, pretty... and I, I think in a very fair, like, Tip your cap, kind yes, of, kind of way so. for sure. We gotta do a revisit of Midsummer. Maybe, maybe, maybe our expectations were too high going in. No, because I really like The Wicker Man, and it's very similar. Yeah, and I don't know what it was. There was something about it. I just have to watch it again. Maybe we were just, maybe it was the wrong setting. With we were all in the same mindset, like too early on. Yeah, that it was like influencing how we felt about the movie. Yeah, I just and had I such high expectations because it was Ari Aster coming off Hereditary. So. I think if you watch it again, you'll enjoy it. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make that. A, I'm gonna make that a thing to do for myself. All right, so The Wicker Man going number two. All right, so I'm going to go, this is going to sound weird coming from me, but um, this is a genre of horror that I don't really talk about very often anymore because I feel like The Walking Dead has spoiled zombies for me so much that it's very easy for me to underappreciate how good some of the zombie movies that came uh, prior to things like The Walking Dead were. And I'm talking, of course, about Dawn of the Dead from 1970. I, I just wrote that down yeah. once you said zombies. Yep. I was like, this is one of the ones that I would have picked, too. Yeah. yeah. So I'm uh, glad we're talking about this early. Obviously, George A. Romero is one of the most influential horror directors of all time. Night of the Living Dead is an all-time classic, but in my opinion, his best movie is Dawn of the Dead. I agree, I think. 100%. It's it's a fantastic story, I, iconic set pieces. I mean, the the social commentary that he is making by setting this movie inside a shopping mall where he's mm-hmm. commenting on consumerism, brilliant. I think it's a great idea. Uh, and also, I mean, Tom Savini's practical effects in this movie, mm-hmm. some nasty, 
nasty shit. The blood is crazy. It's insane. The blood is like, it looks like paint. Yeah. So, and I, I feel like there's just been so much zombie lore today that has been either copied or ripped from Romero overall, but especially yeah. Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead's a fantastic movie. Yeah. Can I input a small story sure. about this? Sure. So for my birthday last year, mm-hmm. my mom was asking what I wanted, and I found this box set for the Dawn of the Dead online for the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. And it comes with the original theatrical cut, a American director's cut, and then an Italian cut Ooh. by Dario Argento. Whoa. And so I didn't know that that was a thing. But that's why there's, like, I guess there's, like, this crazy legal, like, thing that is with this movie. So you can't get this movie fucking anywhere in the United States. Uh, not because it's illegal, but just because it's just not, they have the rights to it in yep. Italy, I guess. Huh. Or something like that. I could be wrong. Anyone that, you know, listens to this and they know the right answers, if I'm being wrong, feel yep. free to call me out. But anyway, I, I got this box set. And I was like, I want this. It had all three of the versions. It comes with a big book. comes with the soundtrack. Yep. All this cool shit. And my mom was like, cool. She orders it for me. I go to put it in my Blu-ray player, and I can't fucking watch it because it's a fucking B-region oh, Blu-ray. Because so it came from Europe. So I got it, and I look at it, and I see that it has like a 15-plus rating on it. I'm like, oh, that's fucking not from America. <laughs> so I had to get like a – it was only like 30 bucks, but I got like a region-free Blu-ray player so I can watch it. There you go. And uh, so I watched all three versions. That had to have been so disappointing uh, over right one when you put it in. Oh, my God. And, the, dude, all three of them are so good. They're so well done, but I, I think the just full-blown American director's cut, because it's like two and a half hours long, is my favorite one. Yeah. But how fucked I, is that? I was that's thinking, so no, that's that's disappointing. You're like, yeah. really? Yeah. And is that the only thing no you've ever watched that on that Blu-ray player? Is that? Yeah. I can watch anything on it, but I just only use it because that's the only thing I need it to. That's too funny. You know what I mean? So That's so disappointing. It was yeah. insane. I felt like a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. So I felt so un. Why would you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Tough, like tough thing to very tough thing to know. Ignorant of me and my technology. <laughs> That's all right. I wouldn't have known that either. So yeah, I can't. I can't hate too much. Now but, you know. Uh, Look where you're getting yeah. your Blu-rays from. Yeah. So I'm going Dawn of the Dead. Um, obviously, Night of the Living Dead is an iconic movie. Um, but I think that Romero, in his main trilogy of zombie movies, it peaked with Dawn of the Dead. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, 100%. For sure. That's yeah. that's also probably one of the best remakes too of that movie. Mm-hmm. Actually, I yeah. Good remake. good remake. Um, you know, say what you will about Zack Snyder. I think he did a good job with the remake. There. I thought the remake. Was if awesome. I was to yeah. name three of the top movies, including every horror movie, without like giving the omits, that's mm-hmm. in my top three. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Nice pick. Thank you, sir. All right. So snake style. That means I get two in a row here. Oh, so he's gonna go with it. I am going to roll with another movie. Uh, obviously, because we're picking movies here, and I think my love for this movie started off by reading the book. It was one of the first books that I ever read that scared the absolute ever-living shit out of me. I've read it multiple times. Um, And say what you will about whether you think the story is true, whether you think the story is bullshit, but I would say that you'd be hard-pressed to read a scarier book than the Amityville Horror. And I think that they did a really, really good job of adapting it into a film uh, yeah, so I'm going Amityville Horror with the first pick in the second round here. You get uh, James Brolin mm-hmm. as uh, George Lutz. Get James some Brolin's creepy awesome. shit going on in the house. Get out. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I, it's just another one of those movies where if you've never seen this or you've never heard the story, A, it's a very interesting story, um, regardless of whether or not it's true, mm-hmm. but it's something that's been ripped off 
a thousand times. So you've probably seen references to it in various Dude, there's things. there's so many fucking off-brand sequels to that movie. Oh, yeah. I, like... <laughs> I went through like a rabbit hole of like the first like four, five, five. Yeah. Uh, a few weeks ago, and Sarah was like, "Can we stop watching these fucking movies? <laughs> like these are so bad." Like yeah. I was like, yeah. "I can't help it." Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm going Amityville Horror with the uh, the first pick in the second round here. I I also always think of the very first segment of the very first episode of Trios of Horror, which is very clearly uh, inspired by Amityville Horror, mm-hmm. which always makes me love uh, the fly scene. Always makes movie. me laugh. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's so good. I'm currently listening to that on audiobook. Amityville Horror. Yeah, Are that's really? my go-to at the gym. Nice. I just I kind of pop it on and I take a stroll on the treadmill for a little bit. So. Yeah. It is fucked up. It's an easy read, and you can fly through it. But yeah. I, like, I remember, I think the first time I read it, I was maybe like thirteen or fourteen, and I was reading, like, I was actively trying to scare myself, like reading it in my room, like with barely any light, and I like would put the book down, and I'd be like terrified going yeah. to sleep. So the thing about George seeing like the pig in the window, the pig, like, the pig, wow. always yeah, freaked me. Like, that's the really out. scary. <laughs> so. And that movie yeah. uh, streaming right now, I believe on. HBO Max. HBO Max. Okay, so yeah, if you haven't seen the Amityville Horror, go see the Amityville Horror. Dude, Tubi. side note, just for streaming services, do you guys have Tubi? I just signed I have up Tubi for, for free. It's fucking free. Yeah. yeah, and I swear to God, they have every fucking movie you can think of. Yeah, I I don't have I, it on I'm my TV yet. I signed up for it, but I got to check it out. It's unbelievable. Okay, their horror selection is, I. You won't find a movie that you search that's not on there. Oh, every time I search for a movie, it usually shows up. Watch on Tubi. the Tubi app. Yeah, yeah, and it's free. And, like you got to watch like maybe five yeah. commercials throughout the. But it's hour worth and it. Half. I'd rather yeah. do that than pay you know the, three bucks. The reason I signed up for it, I randomly. This is so strange. I randomly decided that I wanted to watch Digging Up the Marrow. Have you ever seen that movie no. before? It's a no. found footage movie. It's so fucking weird. Uh, it's got that guy Ray Wise in it. He was in like Twin Peaks, and yep. he's uh, so he's like the main character. It's a found footage thing because we were doing found footage February, but essentially this crazy guy who thinks he's found this underground world filled with monsters, and there's like an entrance in a cemetery. It's a really fucking weird movie. It's kind of like, cool. I want to watch that movie again. And I was like, oh, it's on Tubi. Maybe I'll sign up for an account. I just haven't installed it on my TV yet, so I'll get to that. Dude, but trust I'll me. I'll take your word for it. If and listeners, if you don't have Tubi, it's yeah. free. Download it. Not even just horror movies, but like. It's unbelievable how much content is on okay. there. So I highly recommend it. Hopefully we don't uh, ultimately, as a society, blow it up and have to spend seven dollars Yeah, they'll be like, oh, Tubi yeah. suddenly. Yeah. Uh, I think they're cool. Them. I think they're just going to be like, no, we'll just plug you with like. Well, they get their advertisements, yeah. yeah. So, right? Yeah. All right, yeah, so Amityville Har. Matt, right. you're up, buddy. Let's see what, what we, do we got, got next. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so I'm going to go with... Uh, this is a favorite of mine. This is kind of another popular one, so not as much of a deep cut, but 1976, Richard Donner did The Omen. Mm. And I really, really enjoy this movie as well. I had this on my list, too. Um, there's so many good set pieces in it. The fucking graveyard scene and the two the two Rottweilers. Like, are, it's like, dude, what's cooler yeah. than fucking that horror scene? Yeah. Like, that, if I think anything captures, like, the the heart of like 70s horror that's got to be right right up in there with it so yeah another uh, terrible 2000s remake too by the way yeah it's you ever fucking saw terrible that. don't watch it <laughs> yeah uh, no, oh, not yeah. good not good but yeah that's an amazing movie it's all for Gregory you Damien so it's all well, for that, you well that dude like that scene alone in the first one with the the uh, nanny who jumped out the window at his birthday party mm-hmm. like 
what a phenomenal special effect that has to be, dude. Like, they must have just used a dummy that's just full of fucking potatoes. And it just, <laughs> yeah. like, it, it hits, dude, so hard. And you can hear the rope, like, snap in yeah. real time. You're like, whoa. So, yeah, it's definitely, it's a tough scene to watch, for if sure. You, if you haven't seen it, definitely go watch it. Um, it's If you like The Exorcist, if you like Rosemary's Baby, this is 100% right up your fucking alley. For sure. The sequels aren't bad either. The, the, the second and third one are actually pretty tight. Uh, the fourth one's has nothing to do with anything so don't watch that one also a very good episode of that show cursed films on shutter about the yes. omen um yeah. where they talk about like all the people that were either killed or had shit happen to them when they were making the movie uh very interesting stuff yeah yeah that's a good movie I, 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 one that i i haven't seen admittedly in a long time but obviously it's a classic for a reason mm-hmm. it was in this you know? cool realm of movies that were horror movies that had like phenomenal actors in it like you have ellen burston in the exorcist you have Mia Farrow in Rosemary's Baby. You have Gregory Peck in uh, The Omen, which I'm pretty sure he had just done, like, To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's like, you know what I mean? This, you have these actors, and this this transcends into, like, Jack Nicholson being in The Shining. Shining, and Mal- yeah. McDowell, you know, like, it's just all yeah. these different things, so. I, I mean, I would even say, like, you know, in the 70s, that, that you're, you're 100% right. Not only you get big-name actors in these movies in the 70s, but you get some some directors that are. Great. That yeah. are nominated for Oscars. Like, you know, like, if you if you don't have William Friedkin directing The Exorcist, like, coming off, like, The French Connection, like, mm-hmm. winning Oscars, getting nominated for Oscars, you probably don't have Stanley Kubrick directing The Shining. Right. Or, some, or John Carpenter doing all these movies, that type of stuff. Even though, I mean, Carpenter in the 80s wasn't seen in the same, yeah. held to the same regard that he is now. But, like, uh, you can you can see the influence building up. You have these people that are making these movies that they're not seeking to make a horror movie and be ridiculous and over the top. They're like making a drama, and it just has horrific content in it. And right. you get a good movie out of it. You see it in 1991, Sounds of the Lamps. The same thing fucking happened. And look yeah. what happened. It yep. fucking didn't yeah. win Best Picture. Yeah, yeah. So another movie that we didn't we need to talk about. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> Sounds that's of the Lamps. been a long. Oh, that I'm sure that'll be floating around in the draft next week. Oh yeah. Oh, hundred percent. 100%. That's going to be someone's top pick. Yeah. Like, it's mine. That's going to be, I mean, if it goes draft style, it's got to be, like, first. I would think so. First, first, seed first round yeah. or the first pick. Well, we, we all know that if anyone picks Scream before Cat does, then she's going to throw a shit fit, so. For the 90s. Well, yeah, she, yeah, she, can, she, can, have she can have Scream. Yeah. I'll let her. I, I, I'm, I not gonna ta- I'm not going to take that. I don't her. think Scream's in my either. top ten. Yeah. No. All right. Fair enough. All right. So, The Omen off the board. Which off means board. we go to Andrew for two. All righty. So, I'm going to go with uh, 1971, The Abominable Dr. Fibes. Nice. Anybody seen that movie? <laughs> nope. Yeah. A long time ago. Not a long I, time I have not seen it. I first saw that movie in, like, the mid-90s. My dad was home early from work and he was watching it and I'm like what the hell is this movie and it's a Vincent Price movie so obviously it's ridiculous mm-hmm. um, and he basically plays um, he was like really badly injured in a car accident so he has like scars all over his face and his wife had gone in for surgery and she ended up being like dying during surgery okay. so he essentially blames the surgeons for her death so he basically seeks revenge against them Yep. and he wears a mask like, the whole time he's doing all these, like, biblical, like, plague-style killings of these different surgeons and stuff. And it's a mask of his own face before he had mm-hmm. the scars. So okay. it's just really just creepy. And you got his fantastic voice throughout it. And it's just, like, this very, like, tonal, like, music playing. And he's just, like, it's just such a Is Vincent Price movie. Is that black? I don't think that one's black. I don't think I saw it in black and white. I can't remember. I'm sure there's a version. That I think I saw it in color, but it pro- 71, it could be black and white. I feel like... I feel like I've just, seen it just in, for the I sake of it. I feel like it was in color. There's only mistaken. that's not a movie from like the 40s or 50s too, is it? I think it might be a remake. Okay, it, it's possible. 
it's just a wild like I mean it's cheesy but for what it is it's yeah. very I haven't seen that on really long it's time. very that is a good one it's an interesting it's one of Vincent Price's best movies I think yeah I just I watched mean, the uh, Last Man on Earth the other day that's which, another good one too it's I Am Legend that. I Am Legend the original yeah. I Am Legend story yeah based I on the, I love, based, based on the Richard Matheson short story Vincent Price's Macabre, Vincent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean Vincent Price, obviously uh, iconic name in horror. So it yeah. is one of the you said it, but the, one of the great sets of pipes of all time. Yeah. You should check it out, Mike. I'll have to check you, that. You'd one watch out. it and be like, "What am I watching?" Okay, all right, it's just fair so enough. Bizarre. Sounds like a movie that you would pick, my friend. It is. I was trying to go outside the box. I appreciate the willingness to go outside the box. That is a good outside the box one. Very nice. I didn't even have that on my list. I didn't have that anywhere even close (laughs) to my radar, so good job. I figured that, so I was like, you know what? I think I can get this one. Okay. Um, That means we're uh, back back up again. another one. So I'm going to go with Magic. I know I briefly talked about Magic um, when Anthony Lantoni. um, Yes, you did talk about Magic. That's right. I forgot about that one. It was on. Um, Have you ever seen that? No, you said it's like your dad's, one of your dad's favorites. One of my movies. dad's favorites, because we, we, that was a live stream that we yeah. did, and I remember my dad was watching the live stream, and he was like, oh my god, I love magic. Or he, he wasn't commenting on the live stream, he was like texting me while we were podcasting. Yeah, I remember actually, that, like, actually, yeah. 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 So, it's just such, What's a, up, dad? Like, such a weird movie. I remember like, you like, uh, talking about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and who's in it? Who's the actor that's in Anthony it? Anthony Hopkins. That's yeah. right, that's yeah. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. Uh, Burgess Meredith's in it, He has a dummy, right? He's like a ventriloquist dummy type thing. Very young. creepy okay. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, dummy. he plays like a <laughs> okay. very creepy ventriloquist with his dummy named a lot of Fats. Baggage, dude. <laughs> and it's like you don't know if if Anthony Hopkins is just losing his mind, and he's hearing the dummy like talk to him, or if mm-hmm. it's actually, or if like it's actually evil. Yeah. just an evil dummy, which I think it is just an, actually an evil dummy. A lot of people say that that trailer when it mm-hmm. came out. And the TV spot was like one of the number one things that like scared the shit out of kids. Really? Yeah, I can see that because that I all, can too. It's a creepy any, any, anything to do with like pup like it's puppets. A lot of weird flashes and like, and, like that's just very yeah. frightening. As a child, would be you know a dummy coming. It's like child's playing those type of movies. Yeah. Like just you get the goose the goosebumps, goosebumps, the goosebumps one. Yeah. That one's horrifying. Slappy. Yeah. Slappy the dummy. I baby. forgot about that one. Yeah, that guy's a prick. That's yeah, Mike. You gotta watch that movie. Okay. I think you'd Magic. Like it. I think you'd like it. It's long. Magic. It's a two-hour movie. It is a long Magic. movie for it's like usually like most movies. What is that? Seventy-eight. I think seventy-eight. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. With Sir Corky Anthony, and Fats, the two. Sir Anthony Hopkins. His name's Corky. And like his like I his like the humor he uses of them is like really like off-brand. Yeah. It's like kind of like twisted almost for like the time. You're like it's like especially for getting like a television show from it. it yeah, it like, reminded me of like Joker. Like yeah. when he kind of tells these just like awful jokes and you're like, like <laughs> that's kind <laughs> of tasteless. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. It's, it's interesting. You should check it out, Mike. All right, magic, magic. So do you believe that, in magic? Do you believe in magic? All right, so that means that you have three when you have two left, and means we are back to Matt. Let's see what do we got here. I'm going to go with 1979 Toby Hooper's. Salem's Lot. Ooh, okay, good. Pick. I love this mm. book. This is of the books I have. Uh, for people who don't know, I am a massive Stephen King fan. I have all of his books. I got all the hardbacks, most of which are in first condition, except like three. Mm-hmm. They're expensive. I'm working on it. Uh, <laughs> Salem's Lot is the f- of what I've read is my favorite so far, and I think it was such a fucking awesome story. I'm not big on vampire stuff. Mm-hmm. Of all the classic horror movies, Dracula is my least favorite. I think it's a fucking wicked boring movie. 
Um, but there's good set pieces. It's you know it has good good elements to it. But I just it's a boring movie. The original Dracula uh, by Bram Stoker is also a very boring book. I haven't read it because I'm like it's I bet boring. it sucks. Yeah, it's very <laughs> it's very very boring. Uh, yeah. But Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula is fucking rad. Yes, but, uh, very good. Good old Gary. That Oldham. guy also directed fucking The Godfather. So yep. I mean, what, what do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. Um, um, so I'm not big into vampire stuff, but Salem's Lot, that book, if you haven't read it and you're looking to get into Stephen King, I highly mm-hmm. recommend that's the first one you read. It's fantastic. It goes further than you expect it to go, and it's terrifying. There's scary, scary fucking parts. The movie, it's not great. It doesn't hold up well over time, um, but there's some really creepy shit. That little kid floating in front of the window, man, doesn't get better than that. That's fucking terrifying. Great scene. Great scene. Also, one of the smartest things they did with that is turning uh, Barlow into a Nosferatu-style yeah, vampire. For uh, sure. Terrifying look. Yeah, terrifying it was a very look. scary-looking vampire. Yeah. Um, and uh, the movie's also like three hours long, because it was like a TV miniseries. Right. But you know what? I highly recommend it, because it's fucking rad. So. Yeah. Salem's Lot is awesome. Um, I, I agree it doesn't hold up as much, this, this particular version of it. Um, it is also my favorite Stephen King book that I have read. I think it is also awesome. High five to you, my friend. Um, I mean, it's essentially a modern retelling of Dracula, and it is way scarier than you think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, In classic Stephen King fashion, you get some nice, uh, yeah, just small town people problems. Nobody, nobody does that better than him. No. And so I don't know if you, I'm sure you you must have since you're a Stephen King super fan. But you did you watch? Um, what was the Hulu show a couple years ago that like was a blend of Stephen King's um, with um, Castle Rock? Castle Rock. Castle yeah. Rock. I watched the first season. And so I the actually, second season, was, they yeah. bring they bring the Marston House into the fold, I and you think they're going to do some Salem's Lot stuff, yeah. but they ultimately don't. But the fact that they even like tip their hat in that direction, I was like, I want to reread Salem's Lot now. So yeah. I and it's not a long book. it like a year and a half ago. Yeah. It's yeah, I mean, it's a quick read. It's, it's awesome. Four hundred pages. So. But it's like your typical Stephen King book, you know. The and the main character is an author. It takes place in Maine. Like you know, it's it's Stephen King shit. So yeah, Salem's Lot. <laughs> yeah, really like it, it's like you know you know what you're in for. You know have you read? Uh, have you read Night Shift? I love Night Shift. So you read like Jerusalem's Lot? Read Jerusalem's Lot. What's the other one that has to do with Salem's Lot? There's another short story in that that has to do with Salem's Lot. I can't remember the name. But, I forget uh, the name of it, but I I I know what you're talking about. I'm sure you will find it. Night Shift is my favorite Stephen King short story collection. It's it's pretty good. I ha- that's the only one I've read all the way through. Yeah. Um, I I kind of wanted to, one for the road. Um, that's what it's called. Oh, that I do know that one. Yeah, I um, that one. Yep. that's yep. also a Night yep. Shift. But okay. I in reading, I'm kind of going through his novels first, and then I'm kind of saving the short stories for after. But Night Shift had so many good ones. Yeah. That I wanted to uh, I want to tackle that one. Yeah. But, so yeah, that's my my. Th- Third pick is Third. Yeah, Sam's, Sam's Lot, Lot. 1979, nice. Toby okay. Hooper. Nice pick. So I'm going to keep the Stephen King uh, Stephen King oh. theme rolling here. And we were talking a little bit uh, before about movies made by prominent directors in the 70s that were horror movies. And if you don't get that, you don't get some of the stuff in the 80s. And then, you know, obviously you don't get some of the movies that are made today. So I'm going with uh, Brian De Palma's Carrie, mm-hmm. which... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, an iconic performance by Sissy Spacek. Um, you get one of the all-time jump scares at the end. Um, not one of my favorite King books. It's good. It's not one of my personal favorites. It's 
different. It's different. It's definitely different. And I will say that the way that Stephen King chooses to write things about s- female characters sometimes is a little odd. Mm-hmm. Well, the way that book is written, is odd. yeah, it's, all, it's, it's, it's like odd. it's like ep- excerpts from you like can different... you can tell. Yeah, it's an yeah. Uh, what's the uh, it just like it's like source format. material. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like it's like journals and yeah. and, and like uh, yeah. So that's the way actually the drac the the uh, Ram Stoker's Dracula. That's how that's written too. The same format. Oh really? Yeah, that's a, it's a lot. It's confusing. Yeah. So it's um yeah. It's not one of my personal favorites, but the movie obviously is iconic for a number of reasons. Yeah, I mean, uh, John Travolta too. Yeah, young right? John Travolta. Young John Travolta. Young John Travolta. Piece of dog shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like. Yeah, Carrie. Awesome movie. I haven't seen that movie in forever. I, like, barely remember that movie. That's a 100% I go to, like, the week of Halloween for me. Yeah. Every year. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and the stuff, obviously, at the end with the pig's blood getting dumped on her. Mm -hmm. Um, You have one of, again, another all-time jump scare at the end. uh, Up there with, like, you know, uh, Jason hopping out of the pot at the lake at the end of Friday the 13th. Yeah. With, you know, the the grave sequence. Awesome stuff. Yeah, those two, like, are, like, the fucking king and queen of like yeah. the the jump scare at the end of the yeah movie. obviously the fir- after the first time you see it they don't hold up quite as well but I mean if you are well, seeing first that movie for the first <laughs> time you're they like, get you good man fucking shit yeah all right so Carrie with my uh, with my what is that what number is that that's that my third movie my third, third movie. movie so with my fourth movie. I'm going to go a little bit uh, off the board here, and I'm going to pick another movie that's based on a story by one of my other favorite authors. It's not named Stephen King. Uh, This movie is The Legend of Hell House, uh, which is uh, based on a book written by Richard Matheson, uh, where essentially the story is there is a team of uh, people that are essentially presented with a challenge to spend the night in a haunted house, Uh, and if they do, they win money. It's for essentially a paranormal experiment. So it is uh, very much like, uh, like you know, like a house on haunted hill type yep. thing. Pretty much, or the haunting. The yeah. haunting is another Which one. Which I think like is that. like a direct. It, it's actually so I believe it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's uh, so the ha- I forgot the the author that wrote the haunting, but it's a very similar story. I think the haunting, the movie, is based on the haunting of Hell House. It might be. You might you yeah. you, you might be correct there. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'll, I'll I'll let's just say for sake of argument that it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this one is another one. I, I believe it's streaming on Amazon Prime. I haven't seen it in a number of years, but I remember loving it as a kid and reading the book, which I actually own still, uh, and really liking this movie. So, The Legend of Hell House, based on a book by Richard Matheson. I might have to borrow that. Before. I've never seen that. Okay, so. I'll, I'll let you have it tonight, yeah. Okay, so that's uh, four down for me, which means in snake style, we are going back to you, Mr. Audet. All right, let's see what we got here. Let me get out of my 80s stuff. See? All right, so I'm going to go uh, with 1974 Bob Clark's uh, Black Christmas. Mm, I was wondering when somebody was going to pick this one. I love this movie. Yeah. I think that there's no Halloween without Black Christmas. There's no Friday the 13th without Black There's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing. Texas Chainsaw Massacre might be the only one that is in its own little fucking realm, but Toby Hooper was just yeah. out of his goddamn mind. Uh, Black Christmas is so fucking ahead of its time with the content that's in it. There's a lot of uh, subject matter that is political that Mm -hmm. has to do with things that are still being dealt with today. Um, And the fucking guy in it that kills him is just... You don't see him, but you hear him. He does phone calls, 
and they are so fucking awful. Like, even to today's standard, like, the things he says to them are horrific. And you have him, he's in the house the whole fucking time. And they don't know, and it's just, it's the creepiest fucking movie ever. And the fact that it just takes place during Christmas time, it just has this weird, like, juxtaposition of, like, how fun Christmas is and how beautiful it is with snow and Christmas lights. But you have one of your sorority sisters rotting in the attic with a bag wrapped around her head that got, like, she was suffocated with, and she spent it for weeks. And none of you have found her yet. Like, yeah. One it's of the just most unbelievable, dude. It, like such a dark yeah. fucking movie. So it is one of it's kind of criminally underrated. Like how little this movie is talked about when you talk about like the big, yeah. big slasher movies. Because you're absolutely right. I mean, no Texas Chainsaw Massacre, no Black Christmas. There's no Halloween. There's no Friday the Thirteenth. No yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. No Scream. You know, whatever. Well, you know, and even pick, like with pick, Psycho pick. before too. It's yeah. like this is still the one that kind of brought it right. like directly into like your home. You know what I mean? Like, you have this weird motel down the road, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah. like, this guy's fucking, like, when did he get there? Yeah. Who is he? Where did he come from? Like, he's just there. The movie just starts, and he's just there. Kind of brings, like, elements of, like, when a stranger calls yeah, into the exactly. slasher thing, and, like, too, the with the strangers, phone calls, like, and, like, someone's moment. in your house, yeah. like, yep. which is just a creepy concept. So... And, of course, it's a sorority house. It's huge. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and he's just living in the attic. But what a what a yeah. fucking wild movie! It, it is it is messed up, and, and I feel like it just it's you know people were a little bit more stuck up. I mean, people are still stuck up these days, but I feel like you bring that level of gore and that type of concept to a Christmas movie, and you know a lot of people thought it went over like a fart in church, which is kind of like just yeah. a like I, I I understand it, but dude, honestly, it, it's a criminally underrated, and I would say a criminally underseen movie. Yeah, you know, well, there's two awful remakes of it. So yes, I haven't those, seen the most recent one. There could be three, actually, to be honest. But okay. don't let those uh, steer you away from the original. It's a fantastic horror movie to watch during Halloween. Yep. It's a fantastic horror movie to watch during Christmas. Yeah. You know what I think is one of the funniest things, too, is that the guy that directed Black Christmas, Bob Clark, also directed A Christmas Story. Yeah. Which is fucking Dude, just, wild. I don't know if he loves Christmas or fucking hates it. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's uh, either, could go yeah. either way. Yeah. What, what's that Christmas movie where the guy... Works at like a fat, like a toy factory or something. It's like, and he ends up um, just going on like a killing spree throughout the town. Silent Night, Deadly Night. That's the yeah, one. Yeah, okay. there it is. Yep. That's, that's a, another good one. That's another. It's like a. That's it. That's eighties. That's yeah. That's eighties. That's what I thought. Yeah, I was like, that's yeah. right. It's almost like that, like portrait of like a you know someone that's just like lost their mind mm-hmm. basically. I, that 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 movie's pretty funny too. I like that movie. Well, the beginning of the movie, he sees his family killed by Santa. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like anything that goes has to do with like Santa so Claus. it's so like dude like it's like with like without the same thing like we said without Black Christmas there's no Halloween without yep. Silent Night Deadly Night there's no Tales from the Crypt. Yep. Oh yeah. Well, 100%. actually, no, actually, that's no. Wrong. Tales from the Crypt was before that. Yes, the movie Tales from the Crypt yep. with that Santa story. Yep. You're right. That was '72. I actually watched that last week. Um, that's the and I was creepiest. like, oh wow, this is like the the second episode of the first season of Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, that movie is pretty good. It's okay. not bad. Yeah. That, that that Santa Claus is one of the creepiest Santa Claus. That scene. one specifically? Yeah. yeah. It's just so Very gross. gross. Yeah. And just that whole opening. That's the first segment of Not that one, chill. Right? <laughs> yeah. She no, just, yeah. Like, no kills, chill. She no just chill. kills her husband. And then, <laughs> and then she, just, like, she uses him as the scapegoat because yeah. he's already out killing people. Yeah. So. Good story. Good writing. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. That was, actually, that was actually my next pick was well, Tales from the Crypt because of the Santa Claus and then he said that and like, oh there you go perfect segue. Into that, like, perfect, perfect segue perfect segue perfect segue because yeah and that's the main reason is because that is literally the creepiest Santa Claus like 
I mean, he's not Santa Claus, obviously. <laughs> but if that guy ever showed up at your house, I'd be fucking horrified. Yeah. Like, just this drunk, old, like, scary, murderous, insane person. And not to mention, like, you thought you just got away with murder, and you were like, oh, there's, like, some guy creeping on you. And you're like, oh, what the fuck's going to happen now? And then she gets hers. She does. Sure does. She sure, sure does. does. The Crypt Keeper fucking make sure of that. All right. I forget the other segments in that, though. What are the other two? It was, um... They're all the Jason same kind Crypt. of, like, vibe. Yeah, same type yeah. of vibe. But that one just is the one that just, like, sticks with you for some reason. Yeah, it's the first it's one. Just, it's the best one. The best. It got easily, repeated. Easily yeah. the best one, yeah. yeah. Speaking of Tales of the Crypt in general, that, that, that title... Can we talk about how much of an abomination it is that HBO Max, for some reason, does not have the Tales from the Crypt 90 series on it? I have them all on DVD. Do you? Okay, yeah. so I know they're all on YouTube, too. But, like, wouldn't it just be awesome to be able to open HBO Max and just watch that shit? Yeah, in there's HD, some definitely there's a contractual... Yeah. I know EC, EC Comics and, like, H, there's a ton of rights disputes. So that, that's why. You're yeah, there's right. there's so multiple like, yeah. big... Big wigs that are like, and it's like, dude, the, the show is fucking thirty years old, right? Like, it hasn't been on TV since right. what ninety. And like, how is it doing yeah. them any good that like, like you can watch them all on YouTube for free? It's like, not, yeah, right? anybody, anybody. Like, well, they clearly don't give a shit. But <laughs> they I have them yeah. all on DVD. Yeah. I'll always have them on DVD. There you go. I have my fucking fancy schmancy Blu-ray player. Yeah. So yeah. if I check it out, Blu-ray, you go, can get yeah. it. Absolutely. <laughs> there you go. Goodbye for thirty bucks. Yeah. And there was actually supposed oh, yeah. to be a there was supposed to be a Tales from the Crypt reboot uh, about five years ago. It was supposed to be helmed yeah, by M Night Shyamalan, but it got smushed. And we had talked about how Showtime like was supposed to have their own Tales from the Crypt and it was going to be body bags. Body bags. That's right. Yep. Have you seen we body didn't bags? Talk about that. No. No, that's like one of those. It was Carpenter and Toby Hooper. Uh, Carpenter, Toby Hooper. Oh, the movie what, body. The movie yeah, yeah, body yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I know what you're talking about, but no, I haven't seen it. I thought it was like that a show. That was literally supposed know. to be like a Tales from the Crypt for Showtime. Is that, that like, like the movie. cover where it's got like that weird, kind of looks like the tall man on it? Yeah. yeah, yeah yep. I know that's Carpenter that's playing Carpenter the, like the, the, oh, the that version yeah. of like the Crypt Keeper yeah, type thing. Yeah, he like works in a morgue and he just basically is like drinking formaldehyde. So that's a... Yeah, drinking formaldehyde martinis with eyeballs and anthology. Yeah, yeah. It's three parts. It's it's decent. They're not... None of them are really that great, but... Yeah. A lot of cameos. Roger Corman, Wes Craven has a cameo in it. Like, it's a lot of people that pop up. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah, okay. Tom Savini's in it. It's worth watching. Yeah, it's cool. Definitely worth watching. Definitely cool. All right. Cool. So, Tales from the Crypt. Is that another one to you, or are we back I got one. I got my last one. And I was, I thought we were was your What was your third? Magic? Oh, it was my, right, magic. I didn't write down yep. magic. Okay. I would say, yeah, keep keep track of your list so we can oh, run through what we drafted at the, uh, at the okay. end of the series. Well, I was thinking we're only going to do three, so now I'm, like, reaching. But I think, strictly, it's just a basic. But Last House on the Left. Oh, this is going to be my next one. Yeah. yeah, that's why I was like, I, got, because I can't believe that nobody picked that. Literally yeah, yeah. one of the most unsettling, just disturbing, just fucked up movies. That yeah. Was was that Craven's first? Yes. Uh, yes. It's yeah. got to be his first like, like, big one. Yeah. I mean, talk about Damn, it. Damn, I literally was going to talk I about it. I mean, you can talk about it more because yeah. I, but I just, like, that one popped into my head and I was like, you know what? Someone's got, I didn't think anyone was 72. 72, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine that, that long ago yeah. with that fucked up. That's a violent fucking movie. That man. is. It's it's just very unnerving. Yeah, just, Krug is a fucking, so Freddy Krueger is named after that character. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, that's interesting. But that's a there's there's a scene I love. I know you know this, Mike. The uh, uh, the hundred scariest movie moments on Bravo. They talk about it. Yep. And there's that scene where they talk about all of them kind of standing around, and they're covered in blood after they killed one of the girls. They're picking grass off their hands, Oof. and there's just this general look of like, what the fuck did we just do? <laughs> yeah. And it brings this like humanity to these 
awful people for like a couple seconds and it's just the most chilling fucking thing i and just ever like you're like wow like they're for a split second you almost they were like that that we shouldn't have done that and but yeah. then they go right back into it and like well you yeah. know what fuck it let's just keep doing Ugh. it it's a yes, dark movie, dude. It is. And then there was that. There was a remake of that, right? Remake wasn't terrible. No, there it wasn't. wasn't a remake. Oh, wasn't yeah. was, wasn't Jennifer Lawrence? Jennifer in Lawrence. That? Yeah, that's who was in it. Or am I thinking of When Stranger Calls? No, I think it is Jennifer it is. Lawrence. Okay, okay. That's right. the uh, what's her face? She's the. Um, she's in all those movies. I can't remember what she's in. Two thousand nine remake of Last House on the Left is starring. Oh, no, it's not Jennifer Lawrence. No, who is it? Uh, Tony Goldwyn, Monica Potter, Garrett Dillahunt, Spencer, Spencer Treat like Clark, <laughs> Martha McIsaac, and she Sarah was in Paxton. a remake yeah. of some horror movie, wasn't she? That was it's one of Stranger Calls. I'm pretty oh. sure. Yeah, uh, let me see. I'll, I'll, I'll look it no, up. No, you're thinking of you're thinking of the house at the end of the road. Oh, or like something like that. it's like almost the okay. same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think that's all right. Okay, fair right. enough. Fair enough. Okay. Nice pick. I can't believe that movie hung around for that long. I thought somebody definitely... Oh, dude, I was... He was was like, oh, I got this one next. That was going to be, like, one of, like, three, like, really, really dark, fucked up movies that I know for a fact that I thought I had, like, in the bag. But... Yeah. Good pick. There are some (laughs) fucked up movies for that. Oh, dude, my 80s ones have some serious ones. But, uh... All right, let's see. So, this will be my, what? Fifth, right? Last one? This is it. Is it? Yeah. Then we're on to the 80s. We're on to Cincinnati. All right, so I am going to go with. I'm going to go with Dario Argento's 1977 Suspiria. Knew it. I knew you were going to pick up an Argento at some point. I had had an idea. Um, I love this movie. I've been so huge this past year on Italian horror movies from the 70s and 80s. The Giallo. And everything, dude. It really is so fucking cool because the movies themselves are great, but like getting over the dubbed dialogue, just like it just adds this level of like surrealism to it. If you look at it the right way, because you can easily look at it and be like, "This movie's fucking awful." Like the like, but if you just kind of like put that aside, realize that it's dubbed, and you just watch for what it is, the stories are fucking great. They're great mysteries, murder mysteries, this and the other thing. Suspiria being this witchy kind of cult thing in Germany at this dance ballet studio. The colors, the set pieces are fucking incredible. You have this incredible gore. You have all these awesome sequences. The the movie opens with the girl getting crashed through, like, the glass plate ceiling and everything. And it's just, like... Hell of an opening. Such an... uh, And the soundtrack is ridiculous. Goblin, I think I got you on... uh, Mm -hmm. The horror trivia game on that you one. You did one get time. me on that one. I didn't know that one. Yep. Um, it just—it's such a Shout dope out to movie. Roll Street and Tavern. Dario, yeah, <laughs> Dario Argento had such a cool list of movies. Just not even just in the seventies and the eighties too, but like he, this was just after Deep Red, which is another great Jalo movie, which is super fucking gory. And like Suspiria is incredible. If you haven't seen it, go into it blind, just watch it, and just enjoy every second of it because it is unlike any movie you've ever seen. For sure. And no. then the remake isn't bad. It's just long. I was going to ask what your thoughts on the remake. It's different. Uh, it's long. Yeah. Very long. Yeah. Very long. Those movies, I've seen a, quite a few of those Jalo style yeah. movies. I can't remember any of the names. The of names me. are really long. But it's like the bird with the crystal plumage. They're and all, like, all these crazy beautiful. Yeah. And the, like yeah. you said, the, the music's awesome on them. And they're really like, yeah. there's a lot of like, they're very bloody. Yeah. And like, I forget there was one I saw where the guy was like a, he was like from New York. He was a writer and then he flew to. I think it was an Argento. That's I think uh, Deep Red. Yeah, that's yeah. probably the one. He like wrote a book with or the something. little puppet. Uh, yes, yeah. there's a puppet in it. Yeah, 
And then, then there was another movie I watched that was, I think, um, this was newer, but it was kind of like a Jala movie. It's owned The Neon Demon. Did you ever see that? Oh, yeah. No, but We've I never talked, talked, talked about pretty that good a lot. Movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you've talked about that a lot. Yeah, I have that in my queue to watch. I haven't watched it yet. Same style, but it's yeah. like an American version of those type of movies. Suspiria is one of those movies, too, where if you haven't seen it, you have seen the, and you've watched modern horror movies, especially in the last year, I can think of a couple off the top of my head, where you've seen the influence that Suspiria has played on this. I'm thinking specifically of movies like Malignant or like Last Night in Soho. Malignant was sick. Uh, Malignant was I was so incredibly impressed by that movie, and I didn't think I was going to like it, because I was like, oh, what's James Wan done that's been good except Saw? Mm. And uh, just because I'm a fucking curmudgeon. uh, (laughs) You're not a fan of The Conjuring? I like the original movies. Yeah, okay. I don't like like Insidious. Okay. Um, I like the original Conjuring. I just watched the newest one. The the newest one blows. It's so bad. Yeah. Yeah. I hate it. It's not directed by James Wan, so I can't. He's a a producer, but. Malignant um, was amazing. Malignant was fantastic. But even like, yeah, like, like last... Fucking, it was so good, different dude, and just wow. out of control. Did, did you see Last yeah. Night in Soho? No, not yet. Okay, so that, yeah. I would say, you'll dig that I movie a lot. I have yeah. a few 2021 ones that I have to catch up on. Yeah, you'll 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 yeah. like that movie a lot. Okay. Suspiria. So, I'm going to round out the 70s with a movie. Since I can't talk about Jaws, I have to talk about my love of uh, movie monsters and aquatic horror in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> um, I could be tempted here to go with, like, The Hills Have Eyes, which nobody picked, or, like, Romero's The Crazies, which is another very good, underrated movie. Kind of crazy how that movie starts. Oh, yeah. Kind of just dumps you right Crazy. It's yeah. a crazy movie. Yeah. Also, Crazy's good remake with uh, Timothy Olyphant. Uh, yeah, I didn't yeah. mind. The, I thought the remake was good. Yep. Uh, directed by Breck Eisner, who is uh, Michael Eisner's son, the guy who oh. used to run Disney, that guy. Anyway, um, so I'm going to go with uh, Joe Dante's Piranha cool. as, uh, as my cool. last pick here to round things out. I mean, it's a ridiculous, over-the-top, stupid, gory movie that is a absolutely a Jaws ripoff. Yep. But, I mean, if you can't have fun watching this movie, then I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Do you even like horror movies? Do you even like... Yeah. like Scary movies. What do you play? That's all I have to say about. That's all I have to say do you about like scary that. Movies, Mike? Do you like scary movies? I do like scary movies. I thought you did. That's why we host this podcast. I thought you did. Uh, but yeah, Piranha's a good movie. I've never seen Piranha. Ever? No. And that's one that I you would think I would have seen. You have. It's you pretty have, you intense. It. It's, it's for yeah. like a seventies kind of like creature cheese movie. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty so wild. Check it out. Yeah, then. and then obviously you know it's kind of one of the first movies that Dante made. So if you don't get Piranha, you don't get Gremlins, you don't get The Howling, which. I shouldn't have said that title out loud because maybe that'll come up later on. But, uh, yeah, I I just, I I dig that movie a lot. I think it's really, really good. I love Piranha. Um, And I've always loved monster movies and aquatic horror. Uh, Piranha, I didn't see as young as I did Jaws. I kind of saw it a little later on, but, you know. It's just more violent. really, really, yeah, it's way more, oh, oh, it's way less mainstream than Jaws. Way more violent. It's, it's, you'll like it. You should totally watch it. I'll check it out. So, yeah. Excellent. So I think that rounds it out for the decade of the 1970s. So why don't we just go around the horn here and say what movies we had picked. So I will start first here. So I picked for my five movies Dawn of the Dead uh, from 1978, the Amityville Horror from 1979, Carrie from the year 1976, uh, The Legend of Hell House. I don't have the year in front of me. I apologize. And also Piranha, and the year is, I don't have it in front of me, (laughs) but that's okay, not required. So yeah, those are my five movies. Matt, what did you pick for your five? So I had uh, 1973's The Wicker Man, I had 1976's The Omen, 1979's Salem's Lot, 
1974's Black Christmas and 1977's Suspiria. Okay. Suspiria. Just makes you think of that Rihanna Suspiria. song. Disturbia. Disturbia. Yeah. Suspiria. Nice. There you go. All right, Andrew, what do you have? Uh, I'm trying to remember the order. I had 79, Phantasm. Uh, I then had The Abominable Dr. Fives, 1971. <laughs> yep. And then I had Magic, that was, that Magic. Yep. That movie's so bizarre. Uh, Tales from the Crypt, 1972, and then Last House on the Life, uh, Last House on the Left, 1972. Excellent. You had some good deep cuts. Yeah. Nice you work. really did. Like, between Magic, Tales from the Crypt, Magic and, and Abominable Dark Fives. Last House yeah. on the Left, I gotta say, I haven't seen that in a long time. I wouldn't, for a lot of remember. people know about it. Phantasm's but. kind of, like, gaining popularity now. It is, because it's just, like, it's almost like a, like a cult classic. Yeah. I mean, it is a cult yeah. classic. You wouldn't have that many remakes. But you had not three remakes, real, real deep cuts. So we have it's a guest, uh, Jay, Jay, uh, Jay Whitley wants to come on and talk about Last House on the Left. He's been trying to come on for a while to do that, so we gotta get him on to talk about that. You know, you know him. You, you've you've seen him over here before. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, he's friends with uh, Sean and Rob. Oh, okay. And I know who you're talking about. Yeah. So that's one of his favorite movies. So we got to have him on to talk about that. All right, you guys ready to move on to the '80s? Mm. All right. All right, you guys. Well, we actually decided to cut the episode here and kind of break everything up by decade. So it's going to be coming to you in four parts over the month, maybe even five parts, depending on how we feel. We'll see how everything goes. But I hope you enjoyed the first episode here. I had a good time talking with Matt and Andrew about 1970s horror. Uh, Come back next week where our our conversation, I should say, excuse me, if I could only talk, We'll, uh, we'll continue where we draft some 80s horror movies. And then after that, we'll draft the 90s, we'll draft the 2000s, and maybe even the 2010s. So, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of America's Hometown Horror. My name is Mike. Uh, if you are interested in more of what we have to say, here's where you can find us online. Uh, you can go to our website, which is ahpod.com. That's A-H-H-P-O-D.com. You can also find us on YouTube and Facebook. Just go on there and search for America's Hometown Horror, and you will find us. We're right there. Uh, you can also tweet at us at Hometown Horror. You can also find us on Instagram at Hometown Horror Pod. And shit, you can even email us at Hometown Horror Podcast at gmail.com if you feel so inclined. And you can also find our show wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. But we're on Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, and all the little mini ones as well. Again, my name is Mike. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the show, and we look forward to having you back next week to talk some 80s horror. Bye. Hey, everyone. It's Mike from America's Hometown Horror, and just wanted to say thank you again for listening to another episode of our show, because, of course, we would be nothing without you listeners. If you are interested in more local Plymouth podcasts, I would highly recommend you check out uh, some shows by our cohorts on the Inebriart Podcast Network. That's right, the Inebriart Podcast Network, folks. In addition to America's Hometown Horror, you can find the Inebriart Podcast, Bar Talk, Theme Park Legends, Retro Redoctopus, and Old Colony Cast. Head on over and give them a listen.